start date. Oh, wait, no, it's Saturday. I don't start the show like that on Saturdays, only on Sundays. You have you have special ways of beginning this? Uh, I do on Sundays. I always start the show with the captain's, you know, it's a ripoff of Star Trek, right? I go, I look over at the date and I go, I make it up too. I don't do actual Star Trek dates. <laughs> I, I just use the regular date. So if it were Sunday... I would say star date oh three oh five two zero two two, which is just zero mm. three March oh five for the fifth. And two, well, it's a good thing you two. didn't say that. It's just yeah, it's a good thing I didn't do that. Otherwise, some People of our listeners think might think it's Sunday, and it is not. It is Saturday. <laughs> you are listening to Free Talk Live Saturday edition, of course. In the studio, it's myself, the Lord Reverend Doctor Captain Kickass, joining me, Beakless Mountaineer, and. Uh, We've already kind of been talking a little bit. We started the show without you all. So like, we've we've come to the conclusion that absolutely nothing is occurring. Um, things are very boring. It's a status quo. I mean, just the news cycle has nothing in it. Nothing to talk um, about at all. Yeah. No no current events happening. No special things going on in the world. Nothing. So since we couldn't find anything to talk about, good night, everybody. <laughs> hey, now, hey, now. Let's not sign off. Oh, let's oh. not sign off just yet. Oh, don't do that. If okay. worse comes to worst. I have a. I'm sandbagging this this story about uh, flying spiders. <laughs> I'm saving it for tomorrow because usually uh, Richie Rich, uh, who who will be on tomorrow, uh, he brings in like some of the bizarre stuff. He like he did. Yeah, he's for like y'all stuff. can talk about serious crap the rest yeah. of the week. I really Sunday's my day to talk about the weird weird stuff going on. And in it, the world. it makes Sunday kind of a. A little bit different show, and so he and so I I was like, ooh, I wonder if Richie Rich is now he's probably listening, so maybe he'll bring in the same article. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I am sandbagging that. But I did title tonight's show when people cheer for censorship, and I know you wanted to talk about uh, you know the the happenings with people being having their accounts blocked and the sanctions on mm-hmm. you know Russia and things going on with the Ukraine and. You know, all of that kind of thing. And they're all kind of wrapped together in this. Uh, All of these things are happening because, well, some HMFIC that's had in charge Mm. uh, of, you know, one gang, one plot of land uh, decided that they didn't like the the HMFIC of the other plot of land and uh, decided to invade it now. Americans are funny people. We like war. We're a warlike people. Now we're, uh, we're I, good I don't, at it. I don't. I don't like war. I don't particularly care for it. Uh, it's so much well, so that honestly, in general, people don't like war. Just people. Uh, people don't like war. I mean, like, okay, even like the most the the most for war that people ever get. I mean, like uh, America for World War Two. Like, hey, we screwed up things with World War One. Now we've got to go mop up the mess we made. I, I, mean, I, I don't know. I think I even mean, then, massive protests against getting getting into that war, and that's like as as for war as people get. I think people like to say they're against war. But they don't like to do anything about it. Well, people don't like to do because things. they've certainly kind of they certainly vote. Kind of, I mean, well, what little people do at all, like they vote, and every single Ooh. time we vote for the anti-war candidate, every single time, and every single time we get war. Exactly. So, uh, and what I mean about like doing anything about it too 
is uh, people certainly, you know, they say, oh, yeah, I don't like war, but they don't do anything about it. Look at all of the war that has happened in the time that you and I have been on planet Earth. I'm a little bit older than you, but roughly 40 years, right? So, you know, I'm, I'm going to be 50 here this year. But, you know, let's just look at the last 40 years. Nothing but nonstop war on behalf of the citizens of the United States. Uh, and has anybody really done anything about it? Uh, well, I can say that I have because uh, I have checked out of the United States dollar as much as possible. Right? There are still some times when I got to use it. Uh, I, I hate to say this, but I do have to write one check. I have to write one check every quarter because the government agency that uh, handles the, I think it's the sewer. Uh, they haven't updated their system so that you could go to like a website and type in, you know, like your credit card number or whatever to pay your bill, whatever. So they're, they're so antique. They do claim that they take, uh, only MasterCard. They don't take Visa or, you know, any, anything else. Uh, but you can't call them up and pay. Cause I tried this. I called them up and I was like, Hey, uh, yeah, I just want to pay my bill with a credit card. And they're like, oh, yeah, you can come in and do that anytime. I'm like, well, can I just do it over the phone? Oh, no, 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 we don't do that here. <laughs> like, so I got to come in. They're like, yeah. I'm like, well, what are your hours? And their hours are screwy, too. They're open from like 2 until 4 or something like that, On only on Tuesday and Thursday, and then on Wednesday from like 9 a.m. until noon or something weird like that. We're open at uh, one thirty-seven to four oh two on uh, February twenty-ninth uh, during a blue moon. <laughs> Only on the third Thursday of every month, you know, are we open until four? I don't know. It's weird, and it's just an illustration of how really stupid the organization that people commonly refer to as government is. Well, and and that's the thing. So, if you are allowed to be insane then you will just get more and more insane. I mean, if you look at, like, how kings have been throughout time, no one can check them, so they tend to get crazier and crazier. Now, in in the same way, if you have a, a service provider of any kind and there's no stopping them, they just get worse and worse at service provision, whatever, you know, service they're trying to provide. And, it, you know, some of these are important services, you know, uh, 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 security and roads and, you know, all sorts of things that we actually use. But if you can't fire them, there's no market discipline. Yeah, and I wasn't going to even get into this today. I, I have it, you know, sort of as a backup thing. But just because we're illustrating what happens when you allow the entity known as government to do something that they shouldn't. I mean, not that they should do anything. They should never really do anything. The organization is antique. It's barbaric, beyond barbaric. It's medieval mm -hmm. uh, and should be abolished completely. But from Reason.com, D.C. managed to lose $4 million on its own sports betting app. Despite having a near monopoly on district-wide betting, poor decisions and mismanagement led to millions in losses on Gambit DC. So wow. uh, what they did is they basically launched a, a gambling app, right? Gambling is like one of the most lucrative industries of all time. Yeah. And one of the oldest. I think it's maybe second to prostitution. You, you may as well just have a bucket that people put money into. And people all willing to do that. 
After the D.C. Council approved sports gambling in the district in 2018, it further authorized a single company to develop the Gambit D.C. app at a cost of $215 million over five years. In return, the district hoped to see annual tax revenues of $20 million from Bet's Place. Instead, the lottery admitted this week that the D.C. government only took in about $1.5 million from the app in 2021, its first full year of operation. In fact, after adjusting for the cost of advertising the app, the government actually lost more than $4 million last year. Wow. (laughs) So here's this thing that lots of people want to do. We're not going to let anyone else do it. And somehow you manage to lose money being the only game in town. Yeah, it's it's an app, right? So your your overhead is developers and support people, yeah. right? Uh, maybe some testers, some QA guys, right? That's part of development, part of that process, anyway. And that's it. Right? Well, you know, and I mean, you, you, you posed the question of like, you know, what do people do to stop the the governments that purport to represent them? Uh, from going to war, and there hasn't been, previous to 2009, anything we could really legitimately do. But now we do have something. We stop using their money, and then they stop being able to print the money to buy bombs to kill people. Yeah, and we'll talk more about that, particularly how it's eroding the state's power uh, and <laughs> eroding the power, particularly in their currencies. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is coming up. What in the world is going on, well, in the world? Talk about it here on nationally syndicated radio, as well as the internet and on some satellites, too. Aren't we still in Africa? We're in New Hampshire, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Totally what I was talking about. Uh, did you know that I've led some raids down in Africa? <laughs> I have not. It's it's not true. It's a complete lie. I've never been to Africa in any way, shape, or form. Although I did get, uh, uh, <laughs> I took a picture of myself holding it. My my papers. All right, my travel papers. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I believe it's called a passport here mm-hmm. in in this particular. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Plantation. Yeah, the plantation of the United States of America. Uh, so I took a photo of me just holding the outside of it, and my thumb just happens to be covering the P. So it's become my passport. <laughs> Where else do you get donkeys from? <sighs> Got to go through the door somehow. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I, I keep asking people to, like, particularly uh, the government people, when I was doing, like, you got to go to the post office to get this stuff done. And jokingly, right? I position it as as a joke, but I say things like, yeah, how come, like, the deer and the moose don't have to get these when they cross over between, like, here and Canada? And they laugh, like, yeah, and, like, you know, hopefully it makes them think a little bit. Anyway, it is Free Talk Live. You are free to call in. We'll get to your calls momentarily. If you would like to talk about whatever's on your mind, stuff we're talking about, stuff we haven't talked about, uh, stuff that you don't think any other radio show might talk about, 
you can call us, 603-283-6160. I am your host, the captain. Joining me, Peakless Mountaineer. And I think what you're referring to there is the invisible fences of tax livestock. That is what I'm referring to, yes. Uh, passports are <laughs> just useless, really. There's government tracking. Like, I don't remember what year, they, was it World War II, they came into fashion? Well, they they are a trade-off. On the one hand, they keep the government from, you know, kidnapping us, torturing us, and occasionally killing us for resisting our a, kidnapping. How does a passport do any of that? Because we show them the thingy, and they go, okay, we have decided not to kidnap you. Uh, okay. For attempting to cross this invisible line. Uh, that what, what Or it shooting is, you for attempting to cross this invisible line. Okay, so you're carrying around a permission slip. Yes. And my thoughts on the matter are, free people... Do not need paperwork to prove that they are free. Mm -hmm. And that's the way it just should be. People should just be free. No paperwork required. Well, in a reasonable world, it would be you can see when someone has mixed their labor with nature. And thus, you can go, okay, well, I need permission to be on that road because they mixed their labor with nature in order to make this obviously artificial thing. So I need to have the owner of this obviously artificial thing's permission to use it. Like, I didn't make that, so I need permission. Now, what we have instead is, even if you're just crossing from one section of desert to another section of desert, clearly moving from one part of nature to another part of nature, they've gone, no, we have arbitrary (laughs) agreements that this part of nature has these rules, and this part of nature has these rules. And you have to have a special permission slip to go from this piece of sand to this piece of sand. Yeah, it's like uh, the lottery of birth. Right? The the quality of your life is directly dependent upon what piece of dirt you uh, you fell out of your mom's vagina on. So, uh, I we were talking uh, in the previous segment. I had mentioned this bit about <laughs> in D.C. where. Uh, they managed to lose $4 million by spending $215 million uh, on a gambling app in which they claim a monopoly on, so there's no competition for this app. And uh, so, yeah, they they went ahead and lost $4 million. How is that possible? Well, more than just a glitchy interface and beyond the decision to spend more than $6 million on advertising, the service was simply unreliable. During this year's Super Bowl, the app was down for iPhone and iPad users. You know, one of the biggest betting days on planet Earth. Kenyon McDuffie, uh, who represents DC's Ward 5, expressed concern that the app could see a similar issue with March Madness coming up. As with many vices, it is better for gambling to be legal than illegal, but the best bet of all is for the government to leave the actual infrastructure of gambling Alone, they they have no business yeah. being in business of any kind. In well, twenty, I mean, in, if you look at everything they do, this is kind of expected. Yeah, I mean, like how do how do they run all of these other services? Like if you've ever tried to you know get on their healthcare, it's a nightmare. They can't keep a website up. The Capital One Arena betting facility earned one point eight million dollars uh, just in tax revenue. So <laughs> when. <laughs> When Capital One can can make a go of it and even, like, make some gravy for the behemoth of government, uh, and the government can't even, like, release an app, <laughs> clearly D.C. should quit while it's behind and leave the gambling table altogether. 
Uh, let's go to your calls and your thoughts. We have John calling from Delaware. John, you are on Free Talk Live. Yeah, guys, I just wanted to say that I think it's like super barbaric and it's almost like we're living in a twilight zone. But this guy Putin just goes into a sovereign nation like a gangster and, and, and with tanks and missiles and He's killing all kinds of people doing these illegal explosives with these bombs. And it's 2022. And, and that's how advanced our advanced civilization is. We're living like barbarians, man. This is crazy. And there's no reason why we, the people of the whole entire world, not just here in America, should have to put up with this crap, man. These people should never be allowed to have power in the first place. Something needs to change, and if it doesn't, this is a scary moment, man. This guy's got atomic weapons, and with the people we have in power in our country right now, it's a scary time to be alive as an American, man, and it's the worst I've ever seen it. So, so Captain, what do you think, man? Are we going to do something, or is everybody going to act off? Zombied out still like nothing's going on. Yeah, that's a really good question. I... I have hope for the community that I've involved myself in by just, you know, getting up and leaving the West Coast and moving to New Hampshire to be around other freedom-minded people who are trying to do things. There's a, a variety of different things going on here. The Free State Project, there's folks, you know, who are attempting to infiltrate the system and change it from within uh, and that kind of a thing. I'm hopeful that there are people congregating that are at least of the same mind that, that will change things. There is some good news, though. There's good news that there is... Give it. We need some good news. What's the good news? There's lots of it, actually. Well, so infrastructure infrastructure that does not belong to government is currently being built. right? And I don't even mean, cor- I don't even mean corporate infrastructure. I'm talking about things like cryptocurrency. Bitcoin, for example. Sure. But right? did you see what they did to the cryptocurrency in Canada? You think these people can't just do whatever they want? Do you really honestly in your mind think that these psychopaths are going to allow cryptocurrency to work out the way we all They think don't have a choice. Yeah. Hey, thanks for the call, John. They do not have a choice. Cryptocurrency still works regardless of what the government tells you and the media uh, will lead you to believe. They were not able to shut down cryptocurrency. Only a couple of addresses. That's it. So... More Free Talk Live is on the way. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. Porcupine Zero. I like to say the number slow sometimes. Occasionally, somebody will call, and you know they'll they'll mention during screening or something. Hey, can can you say the number slower? Sometimes I'll go six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Well, like, especially uh, if it's what? at the end of the segment, you're trying yeah. to fit it in there before the commercial starts. 
Yeah. So 603-283-6160 is the number. It is Free Talk Live. I am your host, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Joining me? Beakless Mountaineer. Uh, our caller, John, from the last segment, uh, you know, mentioned the uh, the bit in Canada where Canada claims they, look at we shut down cryptocurrency. They, they did no such thing. No, they announced that they were going to. They... They did everything in their power, which is approximately nothing, and then they <laughs> sent out a bunch of letters that did less than nothing, to which uh, the the programmer uh, the programmers of various wallets went. That's literally impossible. <laughs> you you're asking us to do a thing that can't be done. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. So I mean. Uh, He's like, well, do you think the government's going to let them do crypto? The government has no choice uh, about allowing crypto. It is impossible yeah. for any entity to stop it. The answer to that question for me is also a resounding yes, government is going to allow it because they already can't stop it. Cryptocurrency, Bitcoin specifically started this thing, but cryptocurrency, as long as it follows the model of like the Bitcoin and then, of course, the privacy coins that are coming out now are just amazing. But uh, they have not asked permission to exist. In fact, they exist in the face of things like the organization known as government. If government could have stopped cryptocurrency, they would have done so already. Now, keep in mind, I'm referring to governments around the globe, the entire Earth. In fact, cryptocurrency, like Bitcoin, is being bombarded by hackers, by governments, by all sorts of people of ill repute, all of the time, sometimes hundreds of times at a time, coming from all different angles, and nobody has been able to stop it. Not one government organization, not one private organization, not one hacking person has been able to stop it. It is unstoppable code. Yeah, let me be clear about this. If every single government on the face of the earth came together holding hands to fight cryptocurrency, it would still exist. And they would lose. It would be hilarious to watch, and it would still exist. So, I mean, for example, Janet Yellen, uh, the the uh, uh, Secretary of the Treasury, I think. I believe it's Janet Yellen! <laughs> Uh, at the same time as uh, the EU, the European Union spokesperson, they both announced, oh, we are looking into making sure that they, that you can't sidestep our sanctions with cryptocurrency. And it's like, you go ahead and look into that because <laughs> you can. You absolutely yeah. can sidestep every single one of these sanctions using cryptocurrency. And what's yeah. more, it is impossible to stop. So, uh, regarding Canada, what were they actually successfully able to do regarding uh, that that made them look like they did a thing to cryptocurrency? Well, what they did is they identified a couple of wallet addresses that were publicly available, and they went to all of the exchanges and said, "Don't allow any traffic to or from." these two specific publicly available wallet addresses. Now, if you know anything about wallet addresses, you know that there are bazillions of them. Mm -hmm. right? uh, one wallet address is usually just unique to one coin in a single wallet. You can delete said wallet and recreate it, and it creates a new address. 
You can go, uh, most wallets you could go into and go, uh, yeah, create a new address just anyway, and you can have uh, an unlimited number of wallet mm-hmm. addresses. Um, you could simply use a different wallet, move your money from that wallet into another wallet by like sweeping keys, for example, mm-hmm. and uh, nobody would ever be the wiser, and uh, they managed to shut nothing down is what I'm saying. They shut nothing down. Zero, mm-hmm. zilch, nil, none, nada. Now, what you can do, so there are companies that have asked permission of various governments to exist. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there, there's a cryptocurrency there exchange in Canada. They have asked Canada to exist. Canada has given them permission to exist in the geographical area that they have claimed. And if they then tell them to stop a thing, they'll probably stop at that exchange. Now, if you have that, if you have that cryptocurrency in your own wallet... Or if you have that in a, a, a cryptocurrency exchange that is not in Canada, and Canada then becomes upset at you, then they can do nothing to you. Right. These exchanges are, I mean, they're big business because oh, yeah. what are they doing? They're transducing uh, government money, right, so known as currency or United States dollars where we're at. Uh, but anywhere, really, you know, they're doing it for any cur- the Europe. What are they using in Europe now? It's uh, euros. Uh, euros, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, except in except in uh, Britain, where they use the uh, still pound. use the pound, right? Yeah. Okay. So, but they're t- they're g- taking those and transducing them, trading them, if you will, exchanging. That's the whole reason that they're called exchange, exchanging them for cryptocurrency. So, cryptocurrency. You can look at it like this. It's kind of like a big vacuum cleaner. <laughs> and it's out there vacuuming up uh, all of this uh, representation of work that people do. Labor, if you will. Right? Uh, and that's all money. Money is just a representation of some effort that somebody put into something. And they're like, oh, here's you know what that represents. It represents, you know, oh, you worked for seven hours? Here's seven hours worth of, you know, this this thing. Right? So people are exchanging that for the cryptocurrency. And eventually, kind of like how the internet came for the newspapers and how the internet came for well, the taxi companies and how the internet came for uh, what the hotel industry uh, all of that kind of thing. A cryptocurrency is the internet of money. Mm-hmm. It's not money for the internet. It's the internet of money. I can't. I think I got that from. Uh, trying to remember the guy's name. I follow him all the time on the YouTube, or whatever. Andreas Antonopoulos. Yeah, it's, and as much of a game changer as having the internet was, this is that level of a game changer. And it's it's a very strange thing, historically speaking, to have two of these you know, monumental shifts in a single lifetime. That is very unusual. But, I mean, you may as well have the same lifetime where you have the Gutenberg Press and the Internet. Yeah. And uh, all sorts of folks, I I can hear people saying these things because they've said them, you know, to me before, uh, uh, you know, like, well, how how do we know, you know, what, what what is it backed by? What, well, work. okay, okay. First of all, if work. you if you knew energy, what, if you knew what government name was backed by, you'd you'd be like, oh yeah, that totally sucks. But here's what it's really backed by: math. Mm. It is mathematics. It is the most math most math is the most mathematical. It is the most mathematical currency to ever exist. It's more mathematical than USD because USD can just be printed on a whim by, oh, I don't know, like the Federal Reserve, a whole bunch of different banks can just 
money, money, money. It's raining money, 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 right? They just print it out of thin air. There used to be some sort of a requirement they had to have a little bit in order to like print a bunch, but now they don't even have to have that little bit. That's gone. Yeah. So they, now banks just make it up, right? It's and you wonder why your gas price is so high. You wonder why all your groceries are so high, right? It's not because of coronavirus, and it's not because of the um, oh, what are the uh, the ships out in the oceans on both coasts that oh, are yeah, yeah. the supply chain is no. It's because <sighs> I mean, don't get me wrong, that, money printing that. That didn't help. It didn't help that they shut down our actual production for the better part of a year. Yeah. But fundamentally, what happened is they printed... They, I mean, there's an argument of, like, was it a third, a half? An enormous amount of, of our entire money supply came into existence out of nowhere. In and it's chasing less goods and services than we had the year before. 20 is the new 5. Yeah. The hundo is the new 20. Yeah. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live coming up. Yes, come on and listen to Free Talk Live seven days a week. Yeah. Or or nights, actually, I guess. 7 p.m. until 10 p.m. Eastern Time. So if you're on the West Coast, that's, you know, late afternoon even. If you're on the East Coast, that's night. And we're live. L-I-V-E, live, as in happening right now. Not pre-recorded. Although some stations will, like, rebroadcast. So Everything that's happening now is happening now. Yeah, if it is between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern and you're hearing this, it, it's likely you're listening to live, free talk, live. That's why it's called that. The telephone number here is 603-283-6160. We've been talking a lot about Bitcoin, and Bitcoin.com is the best place to learn about cryptocurrency. You can go there and click on Get Started at the top of the page. Once you do that, you will find all sorts of valuable information neatly organized to suit your needs. There's no longer any excuse for ignoring this important and world-changing information. If you're already a knowledgeable crypto user, you can check out news.bitcoin.com and get the latest headlines of all the news that's relevant to you. Bitcoin.com is your source for everything crypto, like getting a wallet, mining, trading, and all the latest cryptocurrency news, all on a very slick and easy-to-use website. Please visit Bitcoin.com. I know I do. Yeah, I do, too. Jamie Redman, fantastic writer, by the way. Just want to give him a shout-out. He's been doing work over there. He, I don't know what he was doing before he worked for those guys, but he sort of, you know, I don't know, talked his way into a job to writing some articles, and now he's like the lead guy over there writing all sorts of good stuff, and uh, I just love what he does. So shout out to him for no apparent reason. Nice. Uh, you had said you had more to say oh, yeah, yeah. regarding so, I mean, our, our like, callers' they comments. They invaded a sovereign nation, and okay, so right there, your thinking is is muddled. So a nation is not sovereign, and like that truth is basically being shown now. What is sovereign is an individual. It is the individual that interacts with nature, mixing his labor and creating property. Can you define uh, sovereign for our listeners that are not so... Well, so a a sovereign is the opposite of a subject. So like it's the the fundamental unit of, uh, of determination of rights. So, like, 
the way most people look at it, unfortunately, is that a sovereign is is by definition a nation or a state, and that's the the unit of measure of what does and does not have rights. But that's wrong. The sovereign is the individual, for we are what mixes our labor with nature, and we are the source of all value in the universe. Like, unfortunately, there is no innate value to the universe. That has to be put on it by us, but each individual is capable of evaluating their experience and saying, this is good, this is bad. It's interesting that the evil empire of internet searches, so I'll let you figure out for yourself who that is, uh, says the definition of sovereign is as follows. Noun, a supreme ruler, especially a monarch, or a former British gold coin worth one pound sterling. Used to refer oh, to yeah. That. Well, I mean, this is exactly what George Orwell warned us about in 1984. He warned us about the corruption of our language, about the removal of terms. I mean, this is exactly what happens when they try to control your mind is they remove your ability to think in certain ways by removing the, the tools that you use to have those thoughts. Well, in, in some ways, I could see uh, how the definition a supreme ruler, especially a monarch, can be applied to the way I use the word sovereign, and that is that I am the supreme ruler of myself. That's exactly it. I am the monarch of myself. I am king of myself. I am president of myself. I am captain of myself. Hence hence the term, Captain Kick-Ass. Right. And if you do not believe, for example, that there is a divine right to rule others then you basically wind down to that being the only consistent position. Where, where do people get the idea that you have that anybody has a right to rule over anybody else? Where did that come from? Well, it's, it's a scam, honestly. It's a con. It is a scam. It's a complete con. Yeah. Uh, I say that it came from religion because religion predates governments. Right, and then somebody, somebody one day went, "Oh, separation of church and state." Ugh. Well, I guess we'll have to just turn this religion into something that isn't really quite a religion, but kind of is, and resembles all the things that religions did. Mm-hmm. Right, all these pageants. Like, well, we're we're not a religion, but we are going to tell you what the universe is, what your purpose is in that universe. And we're also going to give you the ability to exchange uh, value with each other. Yeah. I'm not here to uh, rag on religions. There, there are some religions that have done some positive things for many, many people. And, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to tell you, you know, what to believe and, you know, all of that kind of thing. What I am saying is that uh, this, uh, this other religion that, that sort of sprouted out of <laughs> the other religions, mm-hmm. <laughs> the one you know uh, is the institution of government uh, is definitely the world's most dangerous religion. It is a superstition that is just that. Uh, nobody has the right to, uh, I, I don't know, uh, do I have the right to take half of your earnings? No. 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 Do you have the right to take half of mine? No. 
where did they get the right to take half of everybody's stuff from? Well, and this is the con job. So, I mean, the, the particulars of it have changed throughout the ages. You know, once upon a time it was, well, you see, this particular group of people, they have sacred holy blood that comes from God slash gods. And eventually we're like, nah, they, 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 they bleed just like the rest of us. And so it's like, okay, well, so it's a brand new con. Uh, relatively speaking of, well, so when we get together, we can choose someone to lift up above the rest of us. And by the rest of us, I mean you. Which is still insane, but uh, honestly, it's an effective way for the people who do not want to, uh, to have accountability for their decisions to avoid accountability. If, uh, and I'm speaking to listeners... If you want to follow somebody, you should be free to do so. You should also be free to, well, unfollow them at your whim. Mm-hmm. You should never be stuck following somebody that you didn't want to follow. But more importantly, that so you should never be forced to follow anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, this is my stance on, on all of this, is that I am a perfectly capable human being. I I am capable of making choices. Wow. <laughs> I understand that I must, you know, uh, accept the consequences of any bad choices, but I also get the benefit of any good choices, right? And I must weigh these as I make my choices. And if I decide that I need to follow somebody for some reason, I should be free to do so, you know? The only type of authority that exists in my mind is that of an expert, a subject matter expert, right? Somebody who has a skill or right. some knowledge that I don't have. If I want to follow that guy or you'll find a mentor to do something that I haven't done and somebody, te- you know, I should be able to go and follow that guy. Right. But and I shouldn't be strapped to that guy for four freaking years. Right. And that's authority over you coming from you. Right. It's not authority over me coming from you and 500 people. Right. And, uh, and, and you're not giving authority to one person over everything because that's nuts. I mean, I, I, I'm glad that someone knows dentistry. I will give authority over my dental care to the person who has trained in dentistry. Yes. I'm glad that someone has learned auto mechanics. I will give authority over my auto repair to someone who is skilled in that ability. I'm not going to pick one person to be both my dentist and my mechanic, because that's crazy. There's an interesting uh, combination of businesses, right? Dental and auto mechanics. Mm-hmm. Goes right along with uh, videos and tanning. And the only thing crazier than that is to pick one person to to discern all of the rules for everything. Dentistry, auto mechanics, finance, entertainment, everything. And they will determine how to do everything and what is and is not okay in everything instead of just having the very simple rules of what's yours is yours, what's mine is mine. And if I don't aggress against you, which is to say I don't harm you, I don't uh, I don't defraud you, which is another way of stealing from you, I don't steal from you. And as long as we keep within that, then we can have these peaceful interactions that benefit all of us. Coming up, is Big Tech using Ukraine to censor independent media and other people? 
603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off, now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. 603-283-6160. What is that? Some sort of a... Some sort of a ten-digit number for something. Pin number to the bank account. Uh, nuclear launch codes. Oh, that's what. Yeah, nuclear launch. No, no. It's it's uh, it's the combination to the safe where they buried Al Capone. In. Uh. No, it's not. It's a telephone number for a live call-in radio talk program. Really? Tell me more about this live radio talk program. I've never heard of such a thing. Well, so you see, there's this thing called radio that allows sound to be broadcast over the air. Oh, Marconi was right. And if people own a thing that is able to receive these air broadcast signals, they can hear as if they were sitting right in the studio. Well, I find your suggestion of ownership offensive. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> own a ship captain what <laughs> anyway uh that's the phone number here for free talk live 603-283-6160 if you'd like to join us we've been talking about well all sorts of fun things really uh surrounding well freedom in general that's kind of the perspective that we come from but freedom in general and what's happening in the world and how that relates and you're free to join us of course but you wanted to talk about uh, well, so uh, some to, sanctioning going on. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, I just did a, a little bit of a rant about uh, about sovereignty isn't found in the country, and, and yeah. that that illusion. I mean, it, it's basically been a a social agreement that okay, well, countries are sovereign. We won't respect individuals. Individuals can't have rights. Individuals have, for example, no right to their own money. But, well, we can respect the right of other countries. As a country, since you're pulling the same scam we are, it's, you know, one of those uh, uh, lawyers don't usually sue each other kind of things. Where did, where did countries get Sharks don't, from? I guess what, well, I guess sharks where do did, eat each did, other. But anyway. Where did the, mm, the human construct of, of, a, of, a, of a country 
Where did they get rights from? Um, the actual truth of it is that uh, the country itself is composed of individuals, and those individuals have rights. That is the actual truth. That's the actual yes. truth. The illusion is that, well, since there's a bunch of us, we can give this thing rights that none of us possess in a nice, you know, voodoo-hoodoo thing. But countries have pretended that this is a reasonable and legitimate thing that, okay, well, since since we are pulling the same scam you are and we won't respect any of our, you know, tax livestock's rights to own things and exist – uh, but you have your own, so as sort of a mutual respect, we don't want to give away the game, so we will, you know, not invade the, the territory that you have claimed uh, un- until we want to. Um, and also, m- more importantly for our current circumstance, uh, there, there's a, a thing called sovereign immunity in the banking system, which basically goes like this. Uh, my country's central bank will allow your country's central bank to actually access the money that it has. Mm. No matter what, even if we're at war, I might say that your particular oligarch is not allowed to access his personal funds in my central bank's banking system, but you as a country are allowed to access the country's money. That is over. That is done with. I mean, that is a big part of what the sanctions that are currently going on right now are. And it's it's the destruction of the entire illusion that was the basis of America's dollar as the the global reserve currency. Yeah. Was like they had this, you know, special set of rules where, okay, since you know that I will always let you access American dollars, no matter, you know, who you invade, what war crimes you perform, Mm -hmm. no matter what kind of disgusting behavior you do, you know that you can still access U.S. dollars. So it's like, well, you know, I don't really want to have all these treasury bonds because, like, there's a 2% interest on the treasury, but there's a 5% every year of loss. Mm -hmm. So, but now, I mean, it was at least safe. It was safe to to have money slowly oozing away from you. But now it's like, nope, we don't like you. We're going to steal all your money. Yeah. Fortunately, unbeknownst to far more people than than I thought were possible, uh, there are ways around this. Mm. We've been talking about infrastructure that didn't ask permission to exist mm-hmm. in fact exists in defiance of any organization or person uh, who wants to put it down to put it to death to get rid of it to kill it mm-hmm. uh, it, it it's impossible to do yeah and i mean you basically have two options at this point if you want to avoid all of these you know controls so if you want to transact electronically you've got cryptocurrency And if you want to avoid that, then you've got precious metals, especially gold. And the problem with precious metals, of course, is that they can physically take them from you if they can physically overpower you. Whereas you can physically overpower me all you want, and until I decide to give you the special special numbers and letters and words, uh, you you can't get my wallet, no matter what. Like, if if you stab me, my, my wallet just disappears. Like, no one can ever get that again. That's true. And it really is just an accounting of the labor. That's all that uh, 
that really money has ever been. It's just a representation of somebody's life's effort. Mm-hmm. And so now it's just done in a different way that doesn't rely upon what what are known as siloed organizations, a.k.a. governments. Right? There's certainly a siloed organization. We did need uh, siloed organizations such as governments to get us through a period of time of growth in, mm-hmm. in, in humankind. At some point, like... If you think of what a bank is today, right? What, what's a bank to most people? Oh, it's an app on my phone, right? Right. It, occasionally, you might have to like drive over to the brick and mortar location, and you know, don a mask to go in, which you used to not have to do. <laughs> Such bizarre behavior. And, it went and, from and, and you can't in, have a mask. This is a yeah. bank. To you can't not have a mask. This is a bank. <laughs> so weird. But you might have to go into the brick and mortar and, and interact with something known as a teller who tells you what you can and can't do with your money. <laughs> you might have to do that, but mostly uh, it's online. It's on an app on your phone or it's on a website uh, on your computer. Uh, but banks, the physical institution, you know, used to need to exist to hold people's precious metals or all of the currency, whatever denominations of whatever currency that they were using. Because it wasn't safe mm-hmm. to keep all of that like in your living room, you know, or you couldn't afford to like have a safe built in, you know, like your basement or somewhere on your property mm-hmm. to keep this there. Or you didn't want to spend the time defending it. Somebody else could do it for you at a much better price. So you were able to go and take and put your stuff somewhere, quote, safe, mm-hmm. unquote. <laughs> and this is how banks became. Mm-hmm. It was necessary for them for a period of time. Well, that period of time has expired. Oh, yeah. Well, and in the world that was once upon a time, what val- what people valued was gold. And that was what you would exchange. That's what became the medium of exchange. And they'd have the gold in a safe. But that became, you know, it's it's kind of a pain to do that. So we had, okay, well, here's a, a certified, very hard-to-fake to piece of paper, right? Mm-hmm. And th- at this point in time, uh, what we are seeing the end of is what is in the safe, so to speak, is the oil in the ground. Like the the accessible energy is being held by the various countries that they, you know, keep under lock and key in the ground uh, behind a bunch of guns. And if you trade these pieces of paper or digital versions of these pieces of paper, then you can access that energy. But we are moving into a completely and fundamentally different system where that's not how it works anymore. It's going to be so much fun. I look forward to sort of this vacuuming up of these statist currencies. I can only cheer it on and hope for more. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is next. Remember. Yes, this is Free Talk Live. And then... James Hetfield, da, talking like this, sa, whoa, whoa, right, Hetfieldisms. He, he actually, I'm convinced that James Hetfield stole all of his isms from, like, people like, uh, what's his name? Oh. James Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I'm convinced that 
he he liberated some of his isms from some classics, right? You yeah. Know? I mean, nothing in music is new, so it's not surprising. But uh, I I used to work in a call center, right? Doing like tech. I may support. not believe in uh, in IP, but I sure do believe in derivative work. <laughs> That's a little derivative, isn't it? Mm. Uh, I used to work at a call center, and sometimes call center work can get redundant, right? You know, we were doing like, back in the day, people would call for tech support on their air cards. People were like, what's an air card? Well, it's basically a cell phone you plug into your laptop to get you internet from the cellular network. So at any rate, uh, I convinced everybody sitting around me in this large call center that it was answer calls like James Hetfield Day. Nice. <laughs> like, thank you for calling. How can I help you? <laughs> Everybody around me was uh, poorly attempting to imitate James Hetfield of Metallica all day long. And it was hilarious. It was one of the greatest days that, like. I could see that going really well or really poorly for the person calling you. Like if, you know, if, you know, all, if everything's breaking down where they are and then you have this this guy talking like that or if it's like oh now i gotta call the it department well you're like what okay that's kind of cool so don't get me wrong the um uh i guess what will i call them the the supervisors the management uh put put a kibosh on it Mm. uh and i had like other days like planned like in my mind i'm like oh what if we all talk like we're British, Day? Eh? Hello, thank you for calling. Yes, I can help that you. That does yes. not meet our corporate model. <laughs> talk like you a must talk the same way every day. Talk like a monotone robot, Day. You thank should you be glad that we allow you that degree of freedom. <laughs> Anywho, why am I talking about this? Uh, thank uh, you for listening. We were thanks, talking about thanks for tuning break. in. Uh, this is Free Talk Live. The telephone number here is six zero three two eight three. 6160. And for those of you who have not bugged our uh, studio and thus are joining us <laughs> from our previous conversation. <laughs> uh, so what I wanted to bring up about like how so they had gold in safes and they did. Yes. Right. And they had these certificates for redemption of, of those gold, you know, uh, uh, holdings. And now what we have is we have energy. Uh, it, mostly in the form of uh, oil, some some of it in uh, natural gas, coal, things like that. Yeah. But it's uh, it's still you know being held safe, and you get access to it from these uh, these certificates, digital or physical. Now, what's interesting about what what's happening right now? So they 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 said, okay, we have all these sanctions against Russia to punish you for invading a country, <laughs> but Afghanistan, anyone? Afghanistan, right, right. Well, and if Afghanistan had been a special pet project of Russia, you can bet that they would have put sanctions on the U.S. What's for invading funny about it. That is, didn't, didn't, Which, for all I know, they did because didn't I, Russia do the Afghanistan thing before the U.S.? I've well, got a new idea. I've got a new idea. I've got a new well, idea. Oh, it's the same idea. It's the same idea. So, so hang on now. Hear me out. If Russia used to spend a lot of time playing war in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Uh, lost a whole bunch of money, and uh, I mean, Afghanistan is known as an empire killer. Oh yeah, empires go there, and oh yeah, and and, and the 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 you can find the documentation on the U.S. military is like, hey, we need them to have what Vietnam was to us. We need the USSR to be involved in a quagmire, and so they they figured this this. 
plot to get them involved in Afghanistan. So if history repeats, and we learn from the past that people seldom learn from the past, and we also learn from the past that history repeats, but I repeat myself. If history does repeat here, so the Russians went into Afghanistan and then got out, and then the U.S. went into Afghanistan and then got out. Well, now Russia's going into the Ukraine, and when they get out, does that mean that's the next place the U.S. is going to invade? Hmm. Don't know. Could be. I mean, uh, uh, NATO, NATO has been trying to get Ukraine to be part of them for a really long time, in spite of having promised not to do that. Uh, but I digress. So, I'm, like, I'm sorry, you said Ukraine, and now I just have this vision in my head of a business where, like, you go and rent Ukraine, a crane somewhere. I crane. You know, like U-Haul, crane but Ukraine, right? Like, do you need rentals? to rent a crane today? Call Ukraine. <laughs> it's the big U and then dash C-R-A-N-E, Ukraine. So it's not where you rent the uh, fishing bird with the long neck? No. Wait, wait, will you let me say my thing, <laughs> that's please? The, that's the you flaming. <laughs> so the, the and, and I don't know how many people know about this. I don't know how, because I, I quit watching Fox and CNN and all that any ages ago. But so they put all these sanctions on, but there's this giant gaping hole in them of, okay, you are not allowed to use our banking system. Except for energy. <laughs> and it's like, well, wait a second. That is Russia's biggest thing. That's their primary export. Like they're they're like what, the third top oil producing country in the world? Like I they're, so, yeah. they're ahead of, of Saudi Arabia in the oil production game. And you know, people kind of think about oil when they think about the Middle East for some reason. So seriously, you and I'm looking at this, and, I'm, and it's like, oh, well, the ruble has lost 30% of its value. And I'm thinking about, okay, well, what does that actually do? So their country, Russia, is making money still because they're still allowed to sell their oil. Like, that's what they sell. Mm-hmm. But they aren't allowed to buy stuff as, as much as they used to because their dollar is not worth as much. So this sanction is hurting everyone except Russia. Yeah. In the entire world. But that's what that's what criminals do. I mean, did that's, did you forget how to, like which end of your sword goes in the other guy here? Yeah, when 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 nations sort of bicker and fight with each other, um they they never like go after each other, right? Otherwise, you'd have like a boxing ring and like Putin and Biden with gloves, right? Oh It'd be God, like, you know, WWE style or something, you know, they'd have intro that would be hilarious, music. predictable and short-lived. Right? They'd have intro you know, that, that's not how it works. When they when they bicker and fight, they always go, "If you don't stop doing the bad thing you're doing, I'm going to hurt these group this group of people over here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do bad things to this group of people that are completely unrelated to you and like have nothing to do with how you live your life, but I'm going to hurt them really badly." That's yeah. how that's how nations get into it. Yeah, it's always a game of let's you and him fight. Yeah. But yeah, so you, I mean, it's extraordinary because like they got totally suckered. I mean, like cutting them off from your banking system is complete. Like you are undermining your own source of power as the United States and the dollar behind it. I mean, the, the, way to go, good job. I mean, it's evil, but it, it's effective. You have crushed your enemy. Yeah. It's always the uh, the people that get hurt, whether it's you know in the form of 
attacks being taken away or bombs dropping on their heads. Yep. More Free Talk Live is coming up. We'll talk more about sanctions. The Free State Project has reached its goal of 20,000 liberty lovers who've pledged to move to New Hampshire and get active to achieve liberty in our lifetime. Perhaps you're trying to figure out what part of New Hampshire should be your destination. If so, consider Keene. You'll find more than 150 reasons to move to Keene at move.freekeene.com. Keene is famous for its historic, publicity-generating activism, as well as being the liberty media capital of the world. It's home to freekeene.com, New Hampshire's destination for liberty activism, news, and opinion. For years, we've been compiling over 150 reasons to move to Keene at move.freekeene.com, where you'll learn about some of what's happening here and what makes Keene a great place to live. If you love liberty, you'll probably enjoy anywhere you end up in the Shire. But do your due diligence first. Please visit move.freekeen.com for the full list of over 150 reasons to move to Keene. That's move.freekeen.com. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. This is your favorite radio program and mine. That's right. It's Free Talk Live. 603-283-6160. The phones are open. Give us a call to talk about whatever is on your mind. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Joining me, Beagless Mountaineer. We've been talking about sanctions. Mm-hmm. What are sanctions? Well, when I don't sanction your behavior, I have to sanction your behavior. Are you being <laughs> sanctimonious? Ah, so sanctions are pre-war. They're 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 foreplay for killing each other. Is basically what they are. They're uh, as the government likes to do. They stop you from freely trading and making each other's lives better. I have a thing that I want less than the thing that you have. And these people with guns say, we are the government. You can't trade those things. There's been a lot of, I'm going to call it, I don't have a better term for it that I can think of. I'm going to call it voluntary sanctioning. Where You mean boycotting? Uh, okay, sure. Is that is that what it is? Like, uh, I don't know, you know, uh, social media decides to cut off an entire country. Oh, yeah. For example. Like, now, know that I'm aware of. It's not like, you know, it could be that something like Facebook, Fedbook, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. you know, that, like, the government is using them and, like, oh, it appears to be a private entity and they're not, you know, I, okay. But I'm just saying that, like, if, I don't know, even here in the U.S., man, there's been reports of, like, people who are of, you know, Eastern European descent being, like, targeted, you know, mm-hmm. You know, a Russian grandmother, you know, is targeted or somebody who owns a Russian bakery, that kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Like people are doing bad things because Russia bad now, right? Your television or the television has told them that Russia is bad. And so now you must be mean to all Russians and everything Russian. Well, you see, this one person made a decision. Therefore, everyone who has the genes that are analogous to this one person is guilty for all the things that they did. Right. Make sense? No. I didn't think so. Not at all. Yeah. 
So, uh, uh, I do know what you're talking about with like voluntary sanctions, though. So, like uh, right now, a lot of the countries of the world are going, okay, what do we do to make sure that we don't piss off the United States? It's so disgusting. Like, like, like uh, okay, so other than energy, which is, you know, the important part, uh, Russia isn't allowed to use the, uh, U- the U.S. banking system. Now, China has a banking system that's just as good, but they haven't decided whether or not to let Russia use it, because if they do let Russia use it, then they'll probably get sanctions put on them. All of a sudden, China bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep, and I don't know. Uh, it, it, it's it's such a strange time. Like uh, I, I'm listening to Free Talk Live, I heard about uh, how uh, so RT Russian Television yeah. and Facebook, um, both propagandists of the highest order and Definitely. purveyors of profound di- uh, disinformation, uh, have decided to declare war on each other, figuratively speaking. They have in that. Uh, well, I'm not going to let you onto Facebook. Well, I'm not going to let you into my country, Facebook. And I'm like, cool. So two liars have just self-destructed each other. Yeah, I, I'm i embroiled once again with a, a thing on the Facebook. Mm. Uh, Facebook is targeting journalists. Facebook is targeting media Facebook is targeting creators, content creators, video videographers. Facebook is targeting activists and forcing them into something called Facebook Protect. Mm. Uh, I feel safer already. A whole bunch of people, including myself, uh, have been given the following. You have 15 days left to turn on Facebook Protect. Your account has the potential to reach a lot of people. Thanks. How dare you? I mean, not according to your algorithm, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, it requires stronger security. Like, uh, I've never had my Facebook account hacked. I, I don't download the Facebook app. I don't use Messenger ever. I'm browser-based well, only. By I, security, I, we mean government compliance. I, you know, okay, I'm admin for a couple of different pages or whatever, but most of it's like my old bands and stuff. And like, you know, I've never once used Facebook to like sign into another thing. Occasionally you're on the internet uh, or you download a thing or you go to sign up for a thing and it's like, Oh, sign up here, and then there's a big button that says log in with Facebook. I don't do that because right. I know better. I'm not. Right. I, I'm no dummy. Mm. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I do dumb things, but uh, so I've never done that. I don't use. Uh, I knew the minute I saw that, I'm like, Facebook is trying to become like the internet passport to everything and control all of your logins and all. Oh that. yeah. No, that's that's well, the huge red flag. Well, Why I mean, would this I is ever... just step two. I mean, the, the, they. They stepped in and like everyone used to have like their own websites and they're like, oh, we have we have the website maker. We'll make the website for you and then we'll put you in this nice little database where you can find each other. So they were already stepping in to replace the Internet in the first place. This is just the next step into that. It's like, well, we've decided that our usual way of uh, limiting your speech isn't restrictive enough. All right. So uh, you have 15 days left to turn on Facebook Protect. Your account has the potential to reach a lot of people, so it requires stronger security. Facebook Protect, an advanced security program 
helps defend accounts like yours. Now, uh, uh, there's more. I'll just finish reading it. Uh, and there's the big, like, yellow triangle with the exclamation here. It says, turn on Facebook Protect before March 17th, 2022. After that, you'll be locked out of your Facebook account until you turn it on. Mm. Uh, you'll notice there's no choice in the matter here, right? Uh, despite the fact that my account has never been hacked in any way, shape, or form, and that uh, but I take care of my own personal security for all of my accounts, right? I, I know how to periodically change a thing, you know, uh, all of the... I have a lifetime in technology, right? These things don't escape me, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I don't use the same password for any two things ever, right? You know, I don't use anything that repeats it. You know, I, everything is unique, right? I, I know all of the rules. I've been in it for so long that I know. And I know far better than some algorithm that they're going to force me into. Mm-hmm. So so there's that, right? You're forced into it if you want to stay like, on the platform. I am platform. already better at what you are claiming to give me. One of the things that they force you into is 2FA, two-factor authentication. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you have never done so, they force you to do that, which, of course, now ties your Facebook account to your cell phone number. Oh. Right? If, if you hadn't put How your lovely. cell phone number in your Facebook account before uh, or downloaded the app, well, now all of a sudden, now, now they're going to have it, right? Uh, a lot of people out there going, Facebook, of course they have my phone number. I downloaded the app. Well, that's why they have your number. I didn't. They don't have my number, but now, you know, if I want to continue using it, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to make your it. compliance with additional restrictions will be rewarded with what you already had before. Yes. And so, you know, I don't I don't know where I stand on this. It, it's possible that this is my farewell tour on Facebook. I don't know. Mm. You know, uh, well, and, and since we're since we're bringing it up uh, just as like a general like rule about. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of information flying around that's uh, mostly propaganda on both sides about what's going on right now. And here's how you can tell what is actually going on. You can't. (laughs) You just can't right now. There is just too much mud in this water to see through it. The one thing that uh, I I usually... So so don't don't get all riled up and go crazy and beating people because of one story or another, because it's probably a lie. People are like, why are you still on Facebook? Well, I'm on other social medias as well. So it's not like Facebook is my only source of social media. It's just that there are a lot of people on Facebook, and it's good for aggregate stuff. Right. Uh, if I see more than one person posting the same story, uh, maybe I'll check that story out. Right. If you know that kind of a thing. So I've got more to say about this, including a question that I don't know. Maybe you know the answer. What happens on Facebook on March 18th of 22, 20, 2022, the day after all this kicks in? What's going on there? Why is this date important? I don't know. 603-283-6160. Give us a call if you know. This is Free Talk Live. yours and uh, I neglected mine apparently I, I didn't want to say what I think I was going to say when I thought I was going to say it because I don't remember what it was anymore I've talked too long about it and now I've forgotten does pushing your own buttons turn you on <laughs> that's not a, that's not for this show it's not for this show 603-283-6160 I'm just talking about is, your microphone is, don't is go the telephone somewhere number, else is the telephone number 
Uh, Captain Context is here in the studio, <laughs> joining me. Peakless Mountaineer. <laughs> I uh, I just want to turn for a second. Uh, sometimes I I look over. I can't actually respond to any of these things in chat, but I I do want to look. Uh, somebody says Conan the Barbarian. Somebody says Let's Go Brandon. Uh, somebody else says Burn some Beatles records. Why uh, burning records is not. Something I enjoy. Well, 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 that depends. I mean, if by burn you mean make copies of, that sounds oh, good. Oh, right. I forgot. Mm. Yes, yes. Okay, very well. Uh, somebody says, oh, no, Canada is mad at me. <laughs> and Strange Duck, <laughs> Strange Duck, the user, Strange Duck says, my vagina smells. Yeah, I now, gotta say, now I... does he mean that it, in the way that it's stinky or that it acts uh, as a nose? Well, one is more probable and the other is more newsworthy. Now, talking about, oh, no, Canada's mad at me. Yeah. I got to say, like, I don't think anyone saw them becoming the blatant fascist regime of the world. I like, would, I would like, I'm pretty sure we all got kind of taken by surprise on that one. I would like to point out that not one leader of any kind of government at any level stood up and said, no, Canada, you're wrong. That is a very good point. Not one. Huh. Not one. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of overlooked it because at this point I've come to expect pure evil from all governments because mm, it's what they are. I mean, they, they, they force you to do things where the rest of us mm, ask you or pay you. I mean, to me, what Canada was doing is on par with what Australia was doing. Right now, oh, I, think, yeah. I think Australia is probably a little... We'll say yeah, worse. You mean the, the actual concentration camps of people who chose not to have genetic in material injected? E yeah. 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 That, uh, among other heinous things, right? And let's not forget the, well, they took away all their guns, so, uh, or at least made it illegal for folks to own guns. And so. Uh, I it, wonder how many Australians are still proud of that fact. Oh, my. <laughs> a lot less of them than used to be, I'll bet you. So I've made mention of not one representative of any you know government entity stood up and said, bad Canada. Yeah, you'd think like- They also didn't stand up and say, bad Australia, mm. unless I missed something. Did you see anybody, when, when Australia was trying to do the right thing, did you see anybody stand up and condemn their actions? Not a one. How about Canada? No. Now, now, why would, why would, uh, I mean, you would think there would be some politician who's like, gosh, how am I going to get reelected this year? I'm, I'm really like, I'm up against it here. You know, how am I going to, oh, I bet you if I did this, I could get some votes. Hmm. Right? But not, no, not one of them. Well, I think it basically comes down to this. Well, if I call them out, I mean, their excuse is it's an emergency. And if I say that's not a valid excuse, then I can't use it later. Well, yeah. So, Funny how one emergency seems to follow another. Like, just as people are finally, like, done with being told what to do with every second of their lives uh, <laughs> because of the, because of this, you know, this, uh, 
especially scary virus. A bat flu. Right. Just as people are like, yeah, I'm fatigued from that. Um, it, it, it's not that the viruses become less scary. It's just that people are tired of it. <laughs> and and wouldn't you know it, at just that moment, war. And I think. Oh, is that not scary enough? Uh, pick a new scary I... thing. Pull, pull, pull a new one out of the hat. Um, <laughs> aliens? No. Uh, nuclear war. Okay, nuclear war. That'll work. Hang on. I have to look because I think. Well, and. And one thing I will say about the the looming threat of nuclear war, I am very, very, very pleased that so far uh, the administration has chosen to avoid what they know would likely lead to open war with Russia. I appreciate that. Thank you. I believe we are, if you're participating in the countdown, I believe in eight days... There will be some people celebrating, and by celebrating, this is a mock celebration. This is a uh, a snarky, sarcastic, snarcastic celebration, if you will. Uh, I believe in eight days we'll be celebrating the second birthday, that's two years, of two weeks to flatten the curve. So hmm. eight days, I believe. I believe Sunday the thirteenth. I could be wrong about that date, but I believe that's the date. I so I was looking into this because it randomly occurred to me. It's like, wait, what exactly was? And I kept finding the thirteenth, the fourteenth, or the fifteenth. Like we can't even figure out which day this thing started. <laughs> which is, I don't know. It's interesting to me because it like was somewhere around that it's, time, uh, it, it's between Friday the thirteenth and the Ides of March. Like we just call it St. Patty's Day. <laughs> right <laughs> but um, I, I i will say like this 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 month is going to be really 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 interesting um i mean honestly i think that there is going to be an unbelievable amount of volatility in the stock market and in everything money related i think it's really important to point out to organizations who are caught up in the middle of all of this the ukraine stuff the the cryptocurrency the sanctions all that kind of stuff I think it's important to point out organizations that, that, that take a stand. They stand firmly in the middle on on all of these things. And uh, Kraken, Kraken. We loudly declare our neutrality on this subject. They, they've taken a stand, and, and Kraken Crypto Exchange won't shut down Russian accounts unless legally required, says the CEO. Hmm. Which, I mean... Sanctions are basically governments telling you what to do, mm -hmm. telling you to shut down an account. So if a government comes and tells them to shut down an account, then that would be a legal thing. And so they're making a stand firmly right in the middle. Yeah. (laughs) They're not standing for anything. They're not standing for decentralization. They're not standing for sovereignty. They're saying that we won't shut anybody's accounts down unless it's legally required. Mm -hmm. Well, and this goes into exactly what I was talking about earlier, where this exchange asked the permission of the United States government to exist. The exchange has. Right. Now, what they are exchanging, the cryptocurrencies themselves, did not ask for permission, do not need permission, will continue to exist in direct opposition to any attempt to end their existence, Mm -hmm. no matter who by. But this particular exchange, they asked for permission. They want to continue permission. They operate in the geographical area that is claimed uh, in ownership by the thugs of the government of the United States. 
So they are saying, well, if the United States government says that we have to do this thing, then we'll do it. Real quick, uh, Kraken is one of a handful of crypto exchanges avoiding an outright ban of Russian accounts. Jesse Powell, Kraken's co-founder and CEO, says the exchange is within the legal sanctions requirements, but indiscriminate bans are unfair to average Russians who might not support the country's invasion of Ukraine. It's a pretty extreme measure, and it's far beyond turning off someone's access to their music streaming service or their photo sharing app, the CEO says. Shutting off someone's financial access is something we take very seriously. So, uh, you know, when uh, men who answer to bureaucrats with guns and, you know, wear ties tell them to do something, they'll do it. But not until then. Right. Way to, way to stand firmly in the middle, Kraken. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a whole article here that I'm not going to well, get into. But. Honestly, for Kraken, this is an improvement. Because Kraken and Coinbase have been the absolute worst of the exchanges when it comes to, like, you know, protecting people's property in any way, shape, or form. So for them, this is actually an improvement. Like, they have been firmly on the si- firmly and loudly on the side of authoritarianism up until this point, where they are proudly declaiming their neutrality. I wish more people would look to nature's exchange. That's human beings. A person-to-person exchange. Yeah. And I mean, there are decentralized exchanges for all of these cryptocurrencies. Even if every central exchange ceased to be, we could still trade coins with each other. 603-283-6160. Coming up, we'll talk about big tech using Ukraine to censor independent media. Join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 27th through July 3rd for the 6th Annual ForkFest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out for the first time in 2021. ForkFest takes place the week after ForkFest, but ForkFest is decentralized, which means that there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 27th through July 3rd. There's no better place to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire. You can find out more at the unofficial website, forkfest.party. You can also connect with other attendees on the Forkfest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the Forkfest Forum. You can find links to those at forkfest.party. We hope to see you there. Forkfest.party. Free Talk Live. Welcome back to Free Talk Live, the freest show on the radio waves. In my opinion, 603-283-6160. We'll get to your calls and thoughts momentarily. But if you're listening and you want to join the discussion, dial those magic 10 digits. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. And Peakless Mountaineer. Uh, We were just talking about this, and so I'll tell you about it. ForkFest 2022 is coming up. You can join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 27th through July 3rd for the 6th annual ForkFest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. 
Forkfest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out for the first time in 2021 and looks to possibly have even sold out already. At least there aren't any campsites available. Oh, for uh, Forkfest? Yeah, for, for Porkfest, sorry. Oh, yeah, gotcha. Forkfest, there's plenty of, uh, uh, well, I don't want to say plenty, but there's certainly... Uh, there's sites non-zero. That can be, yeah, sites that can be reserved. There's hotel. I just booked my uh, my Forkfest stuff. I, I got a hotel room, so nice. Uh, I'm I'm good there. But at Rogers Campground, it takes place the week after Porkfest, but it's decentralized, which means there's no ticket cost and no one in charge. All you have to do is join the fun and reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground, June 27th through July 3rd. There's no better place to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in New Hampshire. You can find out more at the unofficial website, ForkFest.Party, where you can connect with other attendees. Uh, You can also find the ForkFest Telegram and the Matrix chat rooms and the ForkFest Forum. Again, links to those, ForkFest.Party. It's going to be an amazing two weeks, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, followed by ForkFest. I look forward to it. If you're going to attend, come and party with the captain. I'll be there. And Peakless Mountaineer. So, uh, what were we going to do? We were talking uh, about censorship. Stuff. Oh, censorship. Right. We have teased them long enough. Right. All right. So before we do that, let's just go to Robert in South Carolina. Robert, you're on Free Talk Live. Thank you, sir. I just wanted to point out that there Government should never be involved in anything where a profit can be derived. You had me at government should never be involved in anything. Agreed. Well, it has to be involved in certain things because there's certain things. No, it doesn't. Okay. Let me give you an example. Okay. Um, Let's say you don't have a job and you want to have a job. Let's say you're an engineer. Let's say maybe you've graduated in the middle of your class and you want to be an engineer and you're an honest person and you would like to be an engineer. But on the other hand, engineers, for the most part... um, are not salesy type of people. They're not negotiators. They're not connivers. They're not con men. They're not good at convincing people. Typically, they they're, they're basically black and white. I mean, if if, it, if something will work, it's fine. They can figure that out. If something won't work, I'm they following you so far. Social skills is okay. not their focus. Gotcha. Got it. Okay, exactly. And and now they want a job. So mm-hmm. what do they do? They, they they pick up the phone and start calling companies and say, hi, my name is Joe, and I'd sure like to work for your company. And uh, let me Or you could hire I someone do to do that for you. You could, but then again, what are you doing? You're hiring somebody who has those other skills. Yes, okay, it's called specialization point. of labor. Yeah, uh, I have right. uh, a friend of mine, his wife is a recruiter. That's all she does is helps people who lack the social skills find jobs. Okay, but the thing is, a person just out of school, a young person, might not have the the funds to hire somebody to do that. Well, or interestingly enough, uh, some of these recruiters actually work on compensation from employers. So if they find an employer, a candidate with the right set of skills that they're looking for, the employer actually pays the recruiter. So the person who's looking, you know, who's arguably broke or whatever because they don't have a job, uh, doesn't have to foot the bill. And if this person had the had the money to go to school for engineering, they could set some aside to hire someone okay. to to do this this part when they're done. So how does how does government get involved here, Robert? Okay, most of the time they're deeply in debt these days when they go to engineering school because it's so expensive. 
And the, the, so they, they, they really but it would be unreasonable it. for them to get a little further in debt to hire someone who has social skills to get them a job. If they could. Their bank wouldn't probably touch them with a 10-foot pole under normal circumstances, I don't believe, because they want to see your balance sheet. In other words, how are we going to make a profit for sure out of this? Banks don't lend money to people who don't. Have you heard of these things called credit cards? Um, Maybe, but on the other hand, he probably wouldn't get a credit if he doesn't have a job. Uh, Well, so that's – so if you're making the assumption that he can get the loan – to to get the, to go to school and that he can pay for his rent and his food while he's going to school, but it's unreasonable to put aside you know a couple hundred bucks to hire someone to get him a job after he's out of school, and that's why we the need problem. people with guns to step in and cause and force other people to pay for for that service. The problem is that the university will will make sure that he gets the money to show up in class. He has food on the table and a place to sleep because it's in their interest. They're getting some time. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about an adult here. We're talking about uh, we're talking about schools that are charging much too high of a price, ripping these poor kids off. They have nothing in their pockets. Yeah, why are, why are they charging so much? I've... Almost like there was some kind of forced monopoly. Um, it's it's the free market system. You no, it is absolutely market. not the free market system. You ever heard okay. of Come on, hang academia hang on. is not a free market phenomenon. Hang on, both of you. Uh, so oh, wait a minute. So wait. so hang on, hang on, Robert. Robert, there's this okay. thing called guaranteed student loans, and this is why these schools charge such exorbitant prices is because the government decided that it would come in and despite. Uh, not having passed any sort of credit check or background, it was just going to give everybody uh, student loans, basically, with almost no requirements. And so then all of a sudden schools went, oh, well, if the government's going to guarantee these loans, we should raise our prices because we can, and now we're going to be taking on people who are less qualified, and so we have to mitigate our risk. So well, At any rate, is, I'm still waiting for the, the point is, for the, for your point where the government actually is necessary for some reason. You wouldn't have nearly as many engineers if 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 the kids couldn't afford the the, the tuition, and they wouldn't be able to afford the t- tuition if that tuition money weren't backed by the federal government. In other words, the absolutely incorrect. Money. Absolutely incorrect. So. Uh, consider something, for example, where the government doesn't have its fingers in that particular pie, uh, like trucking. So I wanted, I was looking into becoming a trucker, and becoming a trucker, like getting my CDL, my uh, commercials driver's license, was an expensive process. Now, what you can do is you sign on for a certain amount of service with a particular company, and they go, okay, well, you will be able to be a trucker, you will be able to make us money, so we will put the the money forward on this. Now, if you didn't have this, uh, if you didn't have this need already met by force. Then, then whatever whatever company refused to uh, to pay for people to, to for uh, able uh, for able and intelligent people to get that education and then and then to work for them for a period of time, whatever company is refusing to do that is going to be pushed out of the marketplace by competition. Right. For the listeners out in Radioland uh, who are looking for a job, this is all very good advice. But Robert, I'm still waiting for the part where government is necessary somehow for this engineer. Well, I'll tell you what the problem there is. Business is not interested if it can't make a profit within five years on its investment, and that includes personnel. They will not pay for pay for a kid to go to college and go to engineering school. That's a that's a that's a big investment, at least four years, if not five or six. But the time he's got a degree after his BA or BS, whereas a trucker. 
the trucker, first of all, right now the truck industry, the transportation industry is desperate, and it doesn't cost them anywhere near as much time and money as it would to send a kid to engineering school. There are plenty of companies right now, like, uh, for example, an, a, an oil company that will pay for you to get a, a, a degree in, in geology so that they can move you from this position to that position. There's also uh, right. companies who do a thing called uh, junior engineering, and uh, this is where they will hire somebody who wants to be an engineer, put them in a position at a lower rate of pay so that they can sort of mentor somebody who's already an engineer, and then that company will do tuition reimbursement for that person to go to school to be become the actual engineer they want to become, all of which doesn't require any government to happen. Thanks for the call, Robert. We appreciate it. 603-283-6160. Yes, indeed, things would be much different if government did not exist. More Free Talk Live coming up. Yes, come on and listen to Free Talk Live. You'll enjoy more sexual stamina and better all-around health. Side effects do and not it include... Your dishes too. And what? And it cleans your dishes, too. Cleans your dishes. It'll vacuum your floors. Yes, <laughs> it's Free Talk Live, everybody. We're a live call-in <laughs> radio talk program where you can take control of the airwaves just by dialing 603 603- Two eight three six one six zero. In the studio, it's myself, the captain, and Beakless Mountaineer. All right, uh, I have to get to this. This is from <laughs> the FreeThoughtProject dot com. Uh, the headline reads: "Not letting a good tragedy go to waste." Big tech using Ukraine to censor independent media. This was posted uh, March third. Apparently, in this new day and age, defending freedom and democracy means you must eliminate freedom and democracy in regard to the sharing of information. In order to create and foster a freer and more peaceful world, we must silence anyone who questions our tactics and motives for obtaining that ostensible goal. Peace, we are now told, will come from McCarthyism in 2022. For those of you who don't know what McCarthyism is, in 1950, Senator Joseph McCarthy began a massive campaign to silence anyone who would dare question the establishment's move involving the Soviet Union. These attacks on information would eventually become known as McCarthyism. Using anti-communism as a means of stoking fear, the McCarthyist cult went after countless individuals who were silenced, lost their jobs, put on blacklists, and even imprisoned. Years after the campaign began, people finally realized they had been persecuting entirely innocent people. Using extrajudicial procedures whose only crime was questioning the status quo. Now, I'll I, stop there because, you know, we talked about I the Facebook want, thing coming down that smells like McCarthyism from a mm. corporate perspective to me. Well, and anytime that we bring up McCarthyism, I do have to point out the one place he was actually correct the State Department was absolutely filled to the brim with Russian agents from the USSR reporting to the Kremlin and changing our system fundamentally. Now, if he had stuck to cleaning his own house 
instead of oppressing everything else and saying, Hollywood, you have to operate this way and you people can't make these movies. You know, all that sort of nonsense. Well, whatever the case is, I guarantee you that the United States of America today is far more communist than the communism McCarthy was referring to. Without a doubt. And we could talk more about this. Uh, I I don't really want to talk much about McCarthyism. That's just the preface to the rest of this article, and we'll talk more about what's going on. And it's just another example of using force to solve your problem makes the problem worse. So let's go to somebody who claims to be a communist. This is Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, you know what? Um, I'm glad you guys remember the McCarthyism, and that was a big witch hunt. And then, you, like you said, it's this country is more communist than ever before, but nobody knows what they have. The socialism is communism, but which is sad. But I just what I wanted to call in about was that there are a bunch of refugees fleeing Belarus also. So they're going to Poland from the country of Belarus. Right. So what that means is that the separatists are there, and then the separatists that want to join with Russia, and they're, they're coming out alive. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that it's a, before they were kind of suppressed, even though they were supportive of Russia, now they want to come out and, you know, and fight and run off all the NATO supporters out of their countries and help the Russians. So that is what is going on. And so then, you know, I'm calling in as an American communist, and my shout out to the Americans is that if you like socialism, communism in America, then we have to be on the Russian side, like I am. And, you know, and, and then be supportive of that. And I'm, I'm just hoping that I don't get put in jail if they jack me up, you know, by the FBI is listening to me. So, oh, you can um, guarantee that so, the FBI is listening to you, uh, so, to this program. Uh, so quick question. Um, how yes. exactly do you personally tell the difference between socialism and fascism? I mean, apart from possibly the racial issue, which uh, tends to but isn't required for fascism, like uh, it it seems to me that Russia's Uh current government is fundamentally a a corporate fascist dictatorship rather than a socialist dictatorship. Now, now you obviously think that it is it is, in fact, communist. And I, I wonder how you can tell the difference between those two things. Well, the thing is that I actually, you know, um, attended Communist Party meetings, so I know their economic policies. Even though there was corruption, like as we see, they have boats and yachts or whatever, there, and then the rural elite have the best of everything. That's kind of like what I see, but still, socialism is um, where you, whatever one's ability is, you contribute, and then you receive according to your needs, and then all of the... The resources are uh, distributed equally so that in tight, um, that has the universal health care, free health care, and free education for all. Right, but, and, but, it's, but it's the central government that determines who can contribute what and who has what needs, right? Well, I mean, I, I just hope that it's done 
I don't know, but it's um, I guess they evaluate how much people can contribute. By so they, you mean the kinda, central government, right? Right, I, I suppose okay. so, or the community that decide. Oh well, so and, and hold, to, hold on. So I'd, okay. I'd like to to offer a, a different way of accomplishing that end. So. Instead of having a central group that determines who needs what and who can afford to, because, you know, you don't want to take what someone needs to survive, right? So instead of having a central group that determines what you don't need to survive, what's your surplus, and what other people need, instead of doing that, we could just each of us determine what what is our own surplus and then freely offer that to those who we determine individually are in need. Well, I mean, that's what communism does. Each That's what the uh, free market well, does. Well, the free market, without the communist, um, they don't give you nothing. Why do you think they're having a war? I mean, look at... Look, Have you heard of a charity? Yeah, so Sarah, first of all... Okay, hold I, on. No, no, hang, hang on. You need to understand that uh, what you're living in in the United States of America is not... A free market, right? That's what that's what you have said, right? Okay, okay. Welfare, and I, I'm on disability. I'm on Medicaid, which is free health care. Those are socialist, communist oh, programs. She really is a socialist. And, <laughs> Go ahead. Right? Okay, but you know what the thing is? It was won by people died for it. People got put in jail in the McCarthy era. People died in the revolution. People got um. So I mean, look at um, Angela Davis. She was a communist running for politics. They put her in jail. Hey, thanks for the call tonight, Sarah. We appreciate it. 603-283-6160. If you'd like to comment, this is Free Talk Live. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this Saturday night. I am your host, the Reverend Captain Kickass, joining me in the studio tonight. Peakless Mountaineer. And before we go on with the show, I want to give a shout out and say thank you to, I'm going to butcher your name here, Dan, Dan Harjes, Harjes, H-A-R-J-E-S. Dan is a silver level amplifier. He contributes a, a, a sum of money to this show. What does that money do? That money goes to, well, it's part of our AMPS program, and that stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. And so we're on 190 or so radio stations now, plus the internet and some satellite stations. We could be on 200, 250, 300, 400. It's not out of the question. If you enjoy this program and you enjoy the perspective that we bring, you enjoy the hosts and co-hosts, then please consider becoming an amplifier over at amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. Thank you again, Dan Harias, for being an amplifier. Your support is sincerely appreciated, particularly when it comes to the perspective of freedom. All right, so... Uh, we were talking to Sarah about communism. Oh, we were talking about uh, McCarthyism and uh, this article well, about and, and big tech to, to, using using uh, the Ukraine to censor independent mm-hmm. media. 
And, and just to briefly address her, her because she did have kind of a point of like, well, but the free market doesn't give uh, people anything. It's like, well, what we have masquerading as the free market is really bad at giving people what they need to survive. That's a fact. That's true. Well, and Well, I would disagree with that statement because... There are things known as charity organizations. Mm -hmm. These charity organizations generally get sponsorship from market businesses. Mm -hmm. So it's not direct. You know, do they get a tax? You know, I mean, there's all sorts of things involved. But well, and and one thing that does tie into like uh, our earlier caller about, uh, well, we need the government to help out this engineer, and and oh, and the the educational system, blah blah blah. So here's the thing: when the government says I am doing this, the market says I will not do this because we know how that goes. If you step on government toes, you get abducted. Yep. So. At the very least, you say, you have them say, give me money or I'll abduct you. So when the government says, I will feed and house the people, the market says, okay, I'm going to stay away from that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. What bothers me most about society right now is that there are, at least in the United States, you know, the geographic area known as the United States, there's a whole bunch of people participating in this sort of, you know, Russians bad thing that's going on right now, uh, which would be considered McCarthyism mm. uh, under the definition that we told you about in the previous segment. But while the woke McCarthyists are certainly troublesome, it's nothing compared to the wave of censors who began their rise to power during the early Trump years on the backs of the woke Donald Trump ignited a fire under new McCarthyists who would stop at nothing to silence any speech they deemed unfit for consumption because orange man bad. Couple this hatred for Trump with his alleged ties to Putin and we had a recipe for disaster. No longer did the woke cults have to travel to campuses to shut down their political rivals. Big tech took that over for them and effectively silenced anyone who dare commit one of the many new thought crimes. In early 2018, Facebook and Google tested the waters with this new era of McCarthyism. But instead of an entire group of people, they went after one man, Alex Jones. Jones was the perfect candidate as he long espoused conspiracy theories in his latter years. He went from standing up for the rights of Muslims to pushing anti-Muslim rhetoric, giving his censors plenty of fodder. Facebook, Apple, Spotify, YouTube all permanently deleted the InfoWars and Alex Jones channels, podcasts, and pages outside of their own domain. At the same time. Yeah. It was a coordinated effort. InfoWars was entirely purged from the internet, with their last holdout being Alex Jones' Twitter profile and, of course, their own website. Right. So that's, that's not true. It wasn't entirely purged from the internet. They still had their website. Uh, they still had their own app, it does which save, is unfortunate. Save for those two things. Because, like, it'd be nice if they had just said, hey, guys, since we're being banned here, here's the competitor for this service that we're going to. Yes, InfoWars has frequent nonsense, but also a state power critique. Which publisher in the world with millions of subscribers is next to be wiped out? For cultural transgression, WikiLeaks tweeted at the time. Uh, 
That tweet was met with hundreds of comments from folks praising the censorship of people subsequently attacking Julian Assange for staying against it. But they're silencing someone I don't like. That's good. Right. InfoWars ban was not only supported by every mainstream outlet, but they demanded it go even further by removing Jones' Twitter, his personal Twitter page, which happened shortly thereafter. The masses were once again engaged in McCarthyism, and once again, they didn't even realize it. Before and after Alex Jones was unpersoned by big tech, the Free Thought Project tried alerting everyone to the dangers of such a move. If they could take out Jones for his political rhetoric, they could take all of us out, and several months later, they did. On October 11th, 2018, uh, that's the day the tech giants attempted to wipe out independent, liberty-minded, anti-war media from the airwaves. In a coordinated effort, hundreds of pages devoted to peace and liberty were memory-holed by social media giants. The purge happened around 12.30 p.m. Central Time, with mainstream news launching at the same time, implying that they were working in concert and giving the heads up about the move. In a statement co-authored by Facebook head of cybersecurity Nathaniel Gleitcher, who also happens to be the former White House National Security Council Director of Cybersecurity Policy, the massive social media platform explained that it has removed 559 pages and 251 accounts that have consistently broken our rules against spam and coordinated inauthentic behavior. Twitter followed shortly after by wiping out hundreds of accounts, including the Free Thought Project, on their platform as well. Uh, Free Talk Live has also oh, hold, been, been, been a target of this. Inauthentic behavior. Oh, yeah. Um, that is what Facebook is. I know, right? Like, seriously, do do people, like, post pictures of that breakfast that they totally screwed up and burnt the toast on? No. No, this is not inauthentic behavior. Yeah. Do they post the picture when they're out at the club after they've had three too many and they're hurling on the floor and they can't get up and their friends are standing around them wondering what to do, waiting for the paramedics to show up because they conked their head on the way down? No, no, they only show the the nice picture of them entering the party when everybody's all, oh, it's fun. I mean, and set aside the fact that they're saying we are the determiners of what behavior is and is not authentic. Yeah, uh, Facebook uh, previously swept through, they they built an algorithm that swept through uh, what they they called inauthentic names. Right. Right. Uh, And I got caught up in that some time ago. I I, I waged war against Facebook. Are you suggesting that it doesn't say Captain Kickass on your birth certificate? Uh, I mean, so what if it doesn't? Um, I predate Facebook. I predate the Internet. And, Mm. you know, that nickname was around long before then. So anyway, you know, I fought for that. And, you know, Free Talk Live hasn't gone unnoticed in any of this. Uh, But Twitter followed shortly after by wiping out hundreds of accounts, including the Free Thought Project, on their platform, just like they did with Alex Jones, the unaware McCarthyists praised the move until it came for them. Once again, we find ourselves on the cusp of a massive wave of censorship, and it has gone full circle. Back to the Red Scare of 1950. The Russians are once again the enemy, and anyone who doesn't want to engage in nuclear war against them is a Kremlin agent. Well, history doesn't repeat itself, but it sure does rhyme. 603-283-6160. Are we better dead than red? Should we all duck and cover under our school desks? Is this Red Dawn? We'll find out coming up here on Free Talk Live. The 
other thing I wanted to tell you, Peakless Mountaineer, about that that whole Facebook thing we talked about, you know, uh, what, first hour, second hour, maybe, was that uh, uh, part of their Facebook Protect program uh, means that not only must you do things like use two-factor authentication, which hasn't really been proven to be effective against hackers uh, because of social engineering, but... uh, they're also going to be giving uh, these these journalists, activists, media types, content creators, right? Uh, they're also going to be giving them extra monitoring. So my Facebook account and all the others who have gotten this notification that uh, they're going to be forced to be enrolled in this program called Facebook Protect, supposedly to thwart against hackers that have never been a threat to my Facebook account. Um they're, they're, they got to have extra staff, so somebody is going to be extra monitoring all of these accounts. These are accounts of journalists. These are accounts of people doing, oh, I don't know, podcasts, radio programs, television, content creators, right? Journalists, writers, right? Uh, reporters, things of that nature, artists even. Well, for too long, we've just let the people believe that any any old Tom, Dick, and Harry could just become a journalist, as if you had some kind of right of of, of press or something. Yeah. No, no. We need to have specialized, licensed people to tell you what's going on. For us here at Free Talk Live, you know, putting our media in the hands of big tech has always been a no-no. And to combat that, Free Talk Live's video archives have been on library for years already. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of that here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it is really taking off now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on all things COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and actually could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you'd like to go all in, download the desktop app over at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help Seed to keep it online forever. Again, visit video.freetalklive.com. Follow us on Odyssey today, video.freetalklive.com. Uh, let's go to your calls and thoughts. We have Richard in New Mexico. Richard, you're on Free Talk Live. Richard? Richard? We do not have Richard. I'm going to put you back on hold. Maybe we'll get you back. David in New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes. So um, for years and years and years and years and years and and a few more years, I've been uh, whining and complaining about how the state of New Mexico has illegally trafficked my children, as I proved with the unanimous court decision at the New Mexico Court of Appeals. Indeed. Uh, Yeah. And Monica Zamora and John J. Romero being uh, uh, sanctioned by the higher court. So in uh, vengeance for that illegal act by the state of New Mexico on me, I've been paying close attention to what New Mexico's finest uh, do in their personal and professional lives. 
And uh, this week we have, uh, well, in the recent news, last, over the last couple of weeks, in fact, this happened in the same week, we had uh, one representative and one senator, and I'll mention their name, but I won't rip on them too much because I happen to know both of them quite well. Um, Daniel Ivy Soto has been uh, uh, accused by some fine lady of uh, grabbing her bottom, but he doesn't remember any of that. And uh, then we have a Georgine Lewis, uh, who is a representative. I mean, these people make these laws, right? The laws that trafficked my children yep. that I proved at the Court of Appeals. So the the one guy, the one guy that makes the laws uh, that uh, is a better person than I am, is accused of grabbing somebody of a lobbyist, a lobbyist bottom. Well, let's be clear: it wasn't uh, the law that trafficked your children. The law provided an excuse for the people that trafficked your children. That is that is correct. That is correct. Um, and but the second lawmaker, Georgine Lewis, uh, she uh, makes the laws that uh, that uh, trafficked my children illegally. And she, what she got caught doing was uh, driving with uh, twice the legal limit of uh, alcohol in her system and 17 miles an hour over the speed limit in a 45 mile an hour zone. Um, and that is what happens in New Mexico uh, when. Uh, you illegally traffic someone's children who doesn't appreciate it, and then they keep tabs on you forever and report it uh, to anybody who will listen over the radio whenever possible. I'm totally confused. On I, what? I, I fail to see the connection between, especially a causative connection, between uh, her choice to uh, traffic your children and her getting caught uh, drunk driving. It comes to these people are supposed to they they uh, make the laws that uh, that control the rest of our lives. And I allege that they they didn't even do that right, because I proved in I proved in one branch of the government that uh, that they can't do that. And the legislature should have been writing laws to make sure that the, the judicial branch couldn't make the obvious errors that they did. But they did it anyway. And I'm and but they claim to be basically perfect people, the legislators, because they make laws that are just and true and and, and upstanding. Uh, and then they violate other laws. Um, and it's all hypocrisy because they claim to be able to judge you and me and control our lives. And they can't even control their own lives to a, you know, and uh, to uh, any sort of a level at all. They, they, in fact, they violate law in ridiculous levels where the rest of us are being criticized for doing far uh, lesser infractions, if well, I, you follow me on that. I got to tell you, I care about one of those things and not the other. So, I mean, uh, and this is not a terribly popular opinion, but like if someone is driving while intoxicated, but in no way harms anyone else, uh, from my perspective, they haven't done anything wrong. Whereas when they kidnapped okay. your children, that is right. pure malicious evil. Right. Well, I'll agree. And I'll agree with you on the pure malicious evil part. So we're, we agree on that one. All right. Hey, we appreciate the call, David. Thanks. Uh, let's try. Oh, and Richard. All right. I was going to try Richard again, but uh, he dropped off. We had him, and we lost right. him. Uh, we're, we got a couple of minutes here. I just want to say that if you cheer for anybody losing their freedom of speech, you're the a-hole. If, if somebody gets deplatformed and you're like, good, right? You are the enemy. Yeah. Well, 
No idea is so terrible that we cannot hear it and at least dismiss it, maybe laugh about it, or at least maybe go, huh, that's a dangerous idea right there. The whole point of freedom of speech, freedom of press, freedom, you know, all that kind of stuff. The whole point of it is so that you can keep an eye on who the a-holes are. And the minute you disallow the a-holes from publishing or saying or you know skywriting whatever it is that they can afford to do, uh, you become the a-hole. You push them so far underground now that they have no choice but to come back in some other way and also you lose perspective on who they are and what they're doing and when you forbid an idea you give it more credibility than it deserves absolutely you do and i really have to point out that right now we are being turned against each other in terms of i support russia i support ukraine okay that's nonsense don't fall for it support the people of both of those geographical regions and condemn the tyrants that are killing them in both geographical regions. Just to finish up this bit from the Free Thought Project, after Russia invaded the Ukraine, and this is relevant to what you just said, after Russia invaded the Ukraine, the neo-McCarthyists came out of the woodwork and demanded anyone who spreads misinformation be unceremoniously silenced. But misinformation is entirely subjective. Nevertheless... Facebook, Twitter, Google, Netflix, TikTok, and more have all blocked Russian news broadcasts and content seemingly at the behest of the EU, which announced it will ban the networks from broadcasting on television. So yeah, and I, I got to say it again, there's so much wrong information in every direction flying around out there right now. Don't let it rile you up. Just give it a second. We'll sort this out in a bit. But right now, there are People lying to you in all sorts of ways from every direction. That's true. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate you joining us here on Free Talk Live. If you missed any of tonight's program, you can, well, hear it over at Free Talk Live, probably in about a half hour or so, or any other previous program as well. Our archives are all up there. Thanks for tuning in. I'll be back tomorrow night for the Sunday edition. Thanks and peace. Peace.